speaks on the stuff progressives get wrong and how we can do better. Her name is Christina Villarini, and she is here to reveal her cosmopolitan bias to a shocking degree. Recorded in New York, you're listening to the Cosmopolitan Bias Podcast. This is episode 01 of the Cosmopolitan Bias Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Villarini. I hope wherever you are, you are having an amazing day. And I thank you so much for listening with us today. Today, I am taking on mail-in voting. And frankly, how progressives have just really screwed the pooch with that one. I really hesitated to use screw the pooch because I was just like, who chooses that? Anyway, mail-in voting. There's no doubt that we have arrived at the destination that progressives have sought, which is to get rid of President Trump. We have arrived, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, we have done it. We have arrived. I don't care that there's going to be recounts. I don't care that the 2020 version of the snowflake, the Trump supporters are still standing outside of board of elections, waving, waving their white flags. Any pathway that we now take when we are all said and done leads to a president-elect and vice president-elect Biden-Harris, right? That's not what we're talking about here. What we are talking about is mail-in voting and how progressives have done a tremendously terrible job, not just over the election cycle, but ever since COVID-19 started by just securing the integrity of the elections, or at least securing the narrative around the integrity of the elections. Let us not forget that this version of the GOP is in fact the GOP that blocked not one, not two, but three election security bills. Let's not forget that any number of GOP Senate leadership, you go back to 2016, 2017, literally made fun of the current president of the United States, didn't think he was serious, thought literally that he was a clown, and thought that his brand of Republican politics his divisiveness, his rhetoric was actually too much for the party to have to bear, right? So let's be clear that this GOP does not have a fucking leg to stand on when they talk about integrity. But let's get back to mail-in voting. For some reason, Progressives just won't say, this isn't new. Mail-in voting is something we have been doing for decades successfully. Let's just put it out there. That is the counter-narrative. They are going to come kicking and screaming about the integrity of this thing. Any which way you slice it, we did not change, in air quotes, by the way, change 
the face of modern elections. We didn't do that. What we asked is if you are going to have incompetent leadership, right? Because this is not, we've, we've passed to the point of big government or small government. We've somehow eclipsed what the, the very basic difference is between conservatism and liberalism, right? We've somehow just managed to just fuck that up. So let's just get down to like bare bones. Conservatives want small government. Liberals want a bigger government. And we debate, essentially, about what that means and what what that looks like. Liberals and progressives think that some things like health care and human rights and the right to be with the person you love are things that were designed to be accessible to everyone. Not just the white guys that the Constitution wrote about, because the Founding Fathers were in a different time and context actually matters. We're in a place right now where since we have terrible small government, incompetent small government, at the bare minimum, people want it to be safe. And what the states did was pivot towards safety. This was not a red issue or a blue issue. This is safety. We have incompetent leadership that has somehow allowed on its watch for 235,000 plus people to die. That's more people than gun violence and like car wrecks in this country. And yet, Republicans going on the news, talking about the sanctity of our election process, are getting all of this fucking airtime, being corrosive as hell, and denying things that we know to be true. We know it to be true that the United States of America has the capability of making voting safe and fair for all people. But there is one party that has continued to redraw the map in ways that benefit them, in ways that mean their kids get to go to better schools, in ways that mean some people have access to resources and other people don't. That's the GOP, folks. It's really not that hard. And if there is anything that I am fearful of that comes out of this experiment with Donald Trump, it is that the GOP now feels like they have the blueprint to speak to non-educated folks. And I'm not talking about just white folks. I'm talking about Latinx folks. I'm talking about indigenous folks. I'm talking about black people. I think they think they have a playbook now to reach them at their most like base sort of instincts because that's what Donald Trump is really good at. He's good at whether you love him or you hate him. He's good at bringing out those very sort of just innate impulses that that are built into humans. You were either fucking repulsed by him or you're on the other team. 
And if you're on the other team, then I think you need to start looking at what the fuck is going on, frankly. Because we actually have something that worked here. You know, this notion that the Democrats would slide all their chips across the table so that they could win the presidency, but lose some House seats, not win the Senate, which means Biden and Harris are going to have extra work to do for the first two years, if we don't win Georgia, by the way. The idea, the very notion that Democrats would so poorly conceive the rigging is just bananas to me. When in fact, the entire process worked exactly how it was supposed to. We took the thing we've been doing for years. Sorry, folks, I'm sorry to be the one to have to break it to you, but we've been taking mail-in ballots for dozens and dozens of years. The military mails in their vote. People who move mail in their vote. The reason why this idea of universal mail-in voting was such a pain in the ass for the GOP was because they knew it would be easier for people to vote. If you spent the last three years making it as hard as possible for people to vote, and you know that those are the people who are going to vote against you, and now they got a way to vote without leaving their house, I would be fucking shitting my pants too. And I'm going to tell you, this is an extra cursy one today because I've been fired up about this for the last, I don't know, year. I've been waiting, dreaming of the day where I get to record this one because it has absolutely been driving me bonkers. Like I literally have goosebumps right now talking about this. This version of the GOP has done everything in their power to make it impossible for you to use your vote and your voice. And I know that sounds hyperbolic and it sounds all progressive, like glitter falling from the sky, your vote, your voice. But the great thing about America is that people in some states can express themselves by wearing their handgun or their rifle on their person as a way to express their appreciation for the Second Amendment right to bear arms. They go into the state capitol sometimes and they, they, they put on a show to let their elected officials know that they're the ones who have the weapons. In some places, we call that intimidation. But we're not going to get into why people choose to live where they live and if they don't make that choice, why they stay. You don't know people's situations, right? This isn't a judgment. This is a reality check. There are different ways that we are able to express how we feel about the people who are employed to put our interests first. Let's not forget what happens once those people are employed. Supposedly, to respect and protect our best interests. 
those people become very rich very fast. I, I am going to record an episode about all of the people who have enriched themselves and how that actually plays out to our best interest, but that's not today. What we are talking about today is that our votes are one of the only and the most effective way to actually show somebody that we approve or disapprove of the way that they're conducting their business on behalf of the American people. AOC, people really like the way she's doing business in New York. Donald Trump, we don't love that dude. And I think what we're seeing right now is the system working. And when Republicans go on the news, I'm looking at you, Senator Graham, and say that we have to challenge and change the electoral process, they were the ones that were reminding us four years ago that the process worked exactly how it was designed to. Right? So don't know when you're going to listen to this. Don't, don't know where you'll be. But when you're having the debate at your kitchen table with the, the folks who maybe don't trust the results or going, going in and out about it, remember how different this conversation was four years ago. And remember that it worked exactly how it was designed to work. And then remind those folks that they lost in a pandemic with an incumbent, with the largest voter turnout, largely in the last like 120 years or something, when the USPS was under Republican control. Louis DeJoy is a fundraiser for, is it Louis? Is it Louis? Mr. DeJoy is a fundraiser for Donald Trump. He got put in that job to lose probably more than 150,000 ballots. That's just the ones we know about. He got put in this job to, to not listen to a lot of subpoenas, right? This process was designed to go exactly the way it, it did. The problem is, folks, that the Republicans lost. And now we are going to see how it plays out when they are the snowflakes, when they are the ones who have to re respond to the to the thought and to the, the the reality that all votes matter, and the reason, frankly, why this is so shocking is because that's not what they want it to do, right? It is not a coincidence that Brett Kavanaugh, who worked on Gore Bush, and Amy Coney Barrett, who worked on Gore Bush, are here. This is a, a well-designed machine. Mitch McConnell doesn't give a shit about Donald Trump. Mitch McConnell has always wanted to stack the courts. He's wanted to fundraise. He's wanted his wife to also have positions of credibility. At the end of the day, Donald Trump is expendable. Having his conservative court blocking Obama, these were the, the sort of pieces of his legacy that he is most proud of. Donald Trump is a blip on a very long radar. 
So don't expect the rhetoric to change. Expect Lindsey Graham to keep doing his little victory lap on TV. Expect them to whine and complain about recounts and, and things like that. Trust that when the recounts happen, the result will be secured. But trust also that everything that you've been told by the GOP about mail-in voting has been a way to attack the system, to make the system look less credible, to make a Biden-Harris presidency less credible, and to further divide our beautiful country. I hope you'll do more research on this. Shoot me a note, chris at cosmobias.com. Would love to hear what you thought of this episode. I'll try to keep the cursing down on the next one. Thank you for listening. Thank you for ranting along with me. I send you my best and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Cosmopolitan Bias Podcast. To connect with Christina or to support the podcast, please visit cosmobias.com.